Reading the scripture again this evening, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And with the help of the Lord this evening, I'd like to speak on the thought of a message moving toward awesome. Moving toward awesome. Awesome. You know, have you ever watched something really awesome on uh, TV? People talk about all these. Now, I don't have a TV, but you don't have to have a TV. Everyone has a device. In fact, my daughter doesn't watch TV. She just watches. Why? Because we don't have a TV. You know, if you're watching an iPhone, that's not a TV. But anyway, so so I, I watched this, uh, this awesome new show yesterday. It's called Origami Wrestling. Have you ever heard of it? It's on pay-per-view. <laughs> if I may, let me flip this scripture from back to front. From back to front. And I want to order uh, in order so that we can under... You just get it? Like the water hose. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Like the popcorn. Like, boop, boop. <laughs> pay-per-view. If, if I'm... So let, let me flip the scripture, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, kind of backwards. Not that we're going to change it, I just want to emphasize it from the back to the front so that we can understand the message that I'm working to share from the front to the back. So the Bible says the first thing in the back of this scripture, and I believe that moving toward awesome is something that we all have a desire to do. I mean, kids want to go to an awesome party and they want to eat awesome ice cream. And I don't believe adults are anything but big kids. And if we're not awesome, we want to move towards where things are awesome. You know that, uh, I think, was it kids say best day ever? What are they saying? It was awesome. And I believe that there's an experience that men and women are looking for. So the first thing in moving toward awesome is... In Christ. In Christ. In order for us to move towards anything awesome, the first thing we really need, and, and, and maybe this is something that you've already accomplished, so that's a blessing. But let me tell you that I think moving toward awesome, the first thing that we need to do is be in Christ. Is that preacher, but I go to church. In Christ, but I read my Bible in Christ. There has to be an experience, and I'm not talking about an emotional experience where your hair stands on end. And, and if my hair stood on end, none of you would probably know. Okay, it's very short. But to have an experience of salvation where the blood of Jesus Christ that was manifested to take away sins is applied to your life. Where the Bible says that you are baptized, which means submerged, not in water, but into Christ. The Bible says that we were given an opportunity to accept a new life in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that really there is no way to heaven. The Bible says that no one can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no child comes to the Father but by me. It's all through Jesus. 
So the Bible says, in moving toward awesome, what we need first is to be in Christ. And if you see a lot of people and say, me, say preacher, but they say they're a Christian and, and this and that and the other. Now, I'm not here to judge anyone's life, but let me tell you, if there's a problem, the problem is man, not God. You see, when we're moving towards awesome, I, I was reminded of an account in the book of Mark. When Jesus came over to the country of the Gadarenes and uh, there met him a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit. He was possessed by thousands of demons and they even had a name called Legion. There was many of them. And the Bible said that he had his dwelling among the tombs. So he lived in the graveyard and the, in the sepulchers and the rocks. No man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. Do you know that if someone's on drugs, I think it's methamphetamine, they can actually break out of steel handcuffs like a superhuman strength. And uh, uh, people can charge into like automatic weapons fire and, and not stop if they're on these types of... Now, they might be dead soon, but they just charge right into it and won't even feel the pain. The Bible says, And the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. You know that man is the main problem with man. But man is not the main solution to man. If you ever, now the Bible also said that he, he wear no clothes. <laughs> and I was thinking about if you ever read a story about a, and it starts like this, Florida man, be prepared. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy said that being a redneck is a glorious absence of sophistication. So when you read Florida man, or Florida woman, what follows under that article, you're going to read something like a man took an alligator into a thrift store, really into a, uh, uh, like a 7-Eleven type store, a live alligator. Or you're going to read that a woman went skinny dipping, Florida woman went skinny dipping in a neighbor's house. But I began to think about that. You know, that was this man too. He was a naked crazy, insane man running around, cutting himself with stones. But the Bible said that when Jesus came, you see, there was a, there was a movement toward awesome. The Bible said Jesus cast out the swine. The Bible didn't say it was a gradual change. The swine came, uh, the evil demons came out of the man went into the herd of swine, which went violently down into the sea and were choked in the sea. But the Bible said that after that, the Bible said they came and saw the man that had been possessed with the devil. All of these townspeople, why? Because things were getting shaken up. You know, when Jesus comes, things do get shaken up. Our lives get shaken up. But God wants to shake us in, not shake us out. You know that there's a stuff called shake and bake. I don't know if you ever remember that. Where it's like, wasn't it like, like, like kind of a redneck breading the, to make fried chicken? And you just put the raw chicken in there and in the bag and you just, you shake it around and then you bake it. You know what? That's what God does to us. When he's putting us, he's preparing us and blessing us and marinating us and all kinds of goodness. But all we feel is like we're in a bag going back and forth. But that God is doing something to our lives. We're becoming in Christ. 
The old things are being passed away. All things are becoming new. And all of these townspeople came to see this quote-unquote Florida man. They knew him well. And they saw him, what? Sitting. Hmm. Man, that's something. Clothed. You know, Jesus didn't tell him to put clothes on. You know, when you become in Christ, that's one thing that you'll do. You'll just put some clothes on. And uh, the Bible said he was in his right mind. And all of these things happen. He said, preacher, but that's awesome. I know if you just get to Jesus and then maybe die of a heart attack or something, man, you're good. You know, say, well, preacher, but this, do I have to be baptized in water? No, you've got to have your sins forgiven by Jesus Christ. And the Bible, if you walk out and get hit by a bus or something like that, man, you're on your way to heaven. The Bible said he was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And the Bible said they were what? Afraid. Man, it really gets people. They don't understand what's going on when someone just kind of just jumps on in. You ever seen someone? In a pool in Florida, there's two kinds of people, right? <laughs> this one person said, there's two kinds of, <laughs> there's three kinds of people, right? Those that can count and those that can't count. Three kinds of people, right? <laughs> but the Bible says, in Florida, right, there's the people that wade into the water and they kind of lift their clothes up and they like, ah, they're shrieking. But then there's other kind of people. There's three kinds of people. No, there's two kinds of people. There's, there's that kind that just run and do that cannonball and they just jump in and there's a shock to your system. But then after a while, everything's right. You know, it's the same thing in God. You don't have to pull your teeth on the way to Jesus. Just say, God, I'm here. Forgive me of my sin. Make me a new creature and God will do it. And then we'll move toward awesome starts with moving toward Jesus Christ as your savior. And the Bible said the man was completely changed because he was in Christ. He was in Christ. You see, man can't fix your problem, but God can. And he did through the blood of Jesus Christ. But the second thing, notice, going backwards from my press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we've got in Christ Jesus. Let's go backward towards the front of the scripture. The high calling of God. You know, it's interesting. Something inside of us begins to want to do something. You know, that man was sitting clothed in his right mind. And using him as the convenient illustration. Do you know what? He didn't say, Lord, givest thou me a scripture to read? Lord, I am content to dwell here on this bench. He didn't say that. The Bible said that Jesus began to leave. And all the people wanted him to leave because they took out the pig industry there. The Jews weren't supposed to eat pork anyway. But all the people wanted Jesus to get out. And the Bible said, and when he was coming to the ship, be careful what you pray. If you pray for Jesus to leave, he'll leave. That's what he did. So he left. God, don't leave me. God, I want you. <laughs> the Bible said, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He's like, I don't want to stay here. And, you know, 
iron my clothes. Man, I want to move toward awesome. Jesus, you're awesome. Can I just hang with you? God, whatever you're going to go, I'm going to go. Now, Jesus gave him something. What did he give him? The high calling of God. I believe that everyone in Christ Jesus has a high calling of God. Whether you're the Apostle Paul, when he gave his life to Jesus, what did Jesus say? Well, first Paul said, hey, I know there's something more here. What do you want me to do? And he said, this is what I want you to do. It was the high calling of God. Yeah, the Bible said he was not disobedient to that heavenly vision. When he looked back and he said, man, I fought a good fight. He didn't look back and say, man, God didn't do it. Maybe that's my next thing right there. But God is faithful to put something exciting in your life and give you a dissatisfaction with the way things are. Man, even if you're a Christian, you're like, man, I, I can do more. I can understand more of the Bible. I can, I can be more in Christ. And you should be around that spirit and that attitude. It's called the Holy Ghost. No, he just won't let you rest. And, I, and I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. When I gave my life to Jesus, there's someone who came calling. Not just go to Bible school, not that kind of calling, but he began to call me to do things. He began to call me to go places. God began to deal with my heart about going to church because I would skip out after I got saved. No, you wouldn't. I absolutely would. Let me tell you, and this is why when other people do it, you're like, oh, preacher must not get it. No, not only do I get it, I used to do it. And people would say, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> Man, I've been there. I already did it. I mean, I did it 20 years ago. It's like, not like, you know, your kids try stuff and you're like, <laughs> we, we used to do that. We know that joke, right? Okay, so I, I didn't have a car. So the brothers would come. I would just kind of say, maybe I'll come. Well, if you say maybe to a brother, that's like sick him to a dog. So the brothers would drive out to my barracks room and I would leave my barracks room. I would walk to the PX. Now, this was on a military establishment until I knew that them crazy Christians would be in church because I had a watch, right? Like, oh, they're in church now. Then I would walk back to my barracks room. What were, that God was beginning to call me. I thought church was a Sunday thing. God was beginning to call me. Hey, they got service in the middle of the week and I was trying to avoid it, but there was a call. You know, that God begins to call. It wasn't a preacher. It wasn't the, it wasn't the brothers. I could avoid them. I could avoid the preacher. But brethren, when you're in Christ, there is a voice. There is a call that comes into your life. And he wants you to move toward awesome. This uh, former maniac said, Jesus, man, you did something awesome. Let me do something else awesome. He wanted to move. You know, I'm thankful that I began to listen to that vo the, the voice. And so a preacher, but I'm going through things in my life. You know what? Let me offer this. Uh, well, first of all, the... Well, let's look at what Jesus said. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. That's what I want you to do. That was your mission. That's what, that's what you need to do, Mr. Former Demoniac of Gadarene. God spoke into his life a high call. Now, it's a high call if God does it. Nehemiah said, 
I can't come down. I'm doing a great work. <laughs> when God calls you, now he was a wall builder, right? He wasn't really a, a priest or anything, but that was his work for God. God said, you do that. Build the walls of Jerusalem and don't come down. Man, when God calls you to do something, man, God might call me just to, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a Christian. God might call you, just, just be here or go here or do that. Man, do it as unto the Lord because when you do, you're moving towards awesome. And when you don't, the Bible said the steps of a good man are a good word. You know, a good, good woman, they're ordered by the Lord. And have you ever had gone to a restaurant and someone, you know, they brought something to your table and you're like, we didn't order that. You, you know, it's like, it might look good, but it's like, um, no, that's not mine. It's like, oh uh, yeah, chicken with uh, this. Uh, the, no, none of us have that. Uh, what about this? Uh, no, none of us had that. And then you like breathe on all this food. God bless it. And they take it to somebody else. But and maybe our food had been breathed on by other people. But why? We didn't order it. We're not going to pay for it. Oh, we could receive it. But they'll charge you for it. You know, if God didn't order us and order our steps, if we kind of go over here or go over there, we're at liberty to do that, but we're not moving toward awesome. And God doesn't have to pay for it. You see, when God orders something, God said, I need you to do this, man, God will take care of it. If it seems like it's crazy, or like one preacher said, man, it must have been ordered. If I got to go through something crazy, if I got to go through kind of an inside battle, it must have been ordered by God. But guess what? If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. You know, the devil is really a nobody when it comes to God because you're in his hand. And when God takes you forward, all you've got to do is say, this isn't comfortable, but if God ordered it, God's going to take me through it. If God ordered it, I'm going to come on on the other side shouting. Because God is moving me towards awesome. You know that I believe that God has an awesome life and awesome expectation for everyone here. Don't you know that all of us... We remember saying, when we want to grow up, what do you want to do? No one said, oh, when I grow up, I want to work at Walmart. Oh, I want to barely make it. No one says that. So a preacher, why do people kind of scale themselves back? Remember when you, when you got saved and you're like, God, show me a miracle. And God, show me all these things. Man, I think we should be moving towards that. God, deal with uh, this one's heart. God, pray for this one that they would come back to you. And then see that God answers your prayers. God, let me run into someone today. Not literally. Let me run into someone today to talk to them about God. And you see that God answers your prayers. You remember praying that way? And I was like, God, I'm moving towards awesome. And then you, you know, face something in your life. And you say, well, well, preacher, if I'm spiritual, why would these things happen? Why? Because we're all facing an enemy. Thank you, God. <laughs> we're all facing an enemy out there. But he can't stop you. And when God tells you, and God has a call for you, we're going to face things. But in moving toward awesome, it says the last thing I press toward the mark for the prize. Have you ever seen runners? Now we're getting ready to start the Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. Last year's Olympics this year, right? And if you look at runners, they're not wearing much. 
I don't even know if they'd get served at some restaurants, right? Like, uh, uh-uh, no shoot, no, no shoes, no shirt, no service, sir. <laughs> but they don't wear that much. Why? Because they lay aside every weight. They lay aside. If you've ever been a training uh, in training for running, you wear these weight vests, and and uh, whether it's swimming or running, you you train with extra weights. And when it comes time for the race, you take all of these weights off. And they had the, even the shoes that they wear are really light shoes. They might have some spikes on them or something, but they're basically weightless. They don't want to have any extra thing slowing them down. And moving toward awesome, when you press, there are weights that want to weigh you down. You know what? Maybe it's an emotional weight. Maybe it's a family weight. Maybe it's some kind of guilt. But here's the thing. We need to ask God, did God want me to carry that? Because, you know, sometimes we, we face things, and I know that they're, you know, burdens of the ministry and you want to pray for people, but there's other things. Wait a second. God doesn't want me to carry that. Why don't we ask God? God doesn't want him to carry me that, that emotional burden or that guilt or, or that. I can just let that go. Why? Because God said, I'm going to press. I'm moving toward awesome. I'm not going to be uh, burdened down by yesterday or these things that are crazy. I'm just going to give them to God. And the Bible says, know ye that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain paul said i'm moving toward awesome he said i'm pressing you know there's no real finish line down here if my wife comes to the piano there's no real finish line down here we have goals we have goals for the church goals for our life but the place that paul talked about that moving toward awesome is a prize it's a it's a mark it's a finish line Paul said, I finished my course. He said, my race is about to be over. It's a prize that's not down here, but it's up there. And so every goal that we face, every time we read our Bible, every time we pray, say, you know what, God, I'm moving toward an awesome that's not down here, but it's up there. There is a heaven that awaits me. There are streets of gold. There is a God who came all the way from there to here so he could be in me and take me from here all the way to there, but with joy in my heart. I saw, I saw a car today and I like bumper stickers, okay? And it said, warning, drivers singing. And I was like, man, isn't that something? I wanna be one of those people where they see you singing and they see you having joy, why? Because I'm moving toward awesome. Now, before I end this, you say, well, preacher, actually I went to college and it's not moving toward awesome it's moving towards awesome okay i move towards awesome you're right but i'm not looking at this from a singular point of view paul said if god be for us we as a church we as a family you know you know you get closer as a family when you go through rotten stuff together challenges and hard times you know a military unit gets closer when they face things. A football team gets closer when they face challenges. A church, when we go through challenges together, we actually get closer and we move toward awesome together. The devil would love to break you apart, say, get you fed up with somebody, but God doesn't want to get you fed up with somebody. 
God wants you to move in closer so we can move together as a church that Jesus said that he would build in unity of the faith, at peace with God, at peace with ourselves, at peace with the brethren, moving toward awesome. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, let me just tell you, who said you couldn't do that thing? Who said you couldn't get out of debt? Who said, who said you couldn't do that? Because my Bible says that with God, if you're in Christ, all things are possible. Who said you couldn't get a promotion? Who said you couldn't understand the word of God? Who said you couldn't learn that thing? It wasn't God. Why don't we ask God and see what God says? Because God will move us toward awesome. In Christ, a high calling and... I press. I put 100%. I'm moving forward with all my heart.